Hey, folks, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I am Darren Ahern, bringing you over 20 years' experience in the Maryland and PA region. And I also with me, the man back from the beach, from Presidential Bank Mortgage, Mr. Terry Kernan. Hey, home, buddy. Good. How are you? You got to be down there with the big white Marlin Open, didn't you? Well, it, it turns out that they're renaming it to the Blue Marlin Open. <laughs> yeah, no because, kidding. Because uh, an amazing statistic is through the first four days, there was no billfish. So no white Marlin, no Blue yeah. Marlin that were brought in. Now, the white Marlins, a big white Marlin is like 80 pounds, 84 pounds. you got to have 70 pounds to be able to qualify. qualify. Yep. Mm-hmm. A blue marlin, like 800 pounds, <laughs> 700 pounds, <laughs> 600 pounds. big dogs. And I think you only have to be like 400 pounds or something to qualify. But so the bottom line is no fish came in. And I talked about this last week. We were taping. So here's what happened is Friday, all the boats go out. And they had already caught 461 white marlin through the first four days. That's but crazy. they had to release them all. Yeah. Except one. One was brought in, and it was two and a half pounds short of qualifying. But they released all those fish, so hopefully they'll get bigger for next year. Because because they wound up bringing in a blue marlin at 640 pounds. Yep. That blue marlin was caught by somebody local. Yep. And he... uh, uh, I'm not going to say his name on the air because he won six and a half million dollars, or his boat. His boat did. Won six and a half million dollars. He reeled it in. He gets the credit. So an incredible day. But what happened was no white marlin ever registered. So the five million dollar purse rolled over to the blue marlin. Right. Yep. So it was about a six and a half million dollar. So it was a very uh, boring fishing tournament. Mm. Um, but it's an amazing story that one boat got all of the prize money. That's crazy. Which I've never seen happen. Or I don't know that ever happened. We lived down there, and I remember going to that when they'd weigh them all in back in the early 90s for a couple of years, and that was really cool. But I saw the picture on the internet. It was really cool. The guy, they were coming back in on the boat, and he was hugging that fish. <laughs> I'd be hugging a $6 million fish, too, boys and girls. So Michael Jordan was out there smoking his uh, like his uh, like cigar and cigar stuff. And he was like, where are they all at? Come on, guys. I need yeah. to get me one of these catches. All righty. So let's get right into real estate. A lot of things to cover. Terry, Inventory real quick, 257 active homes on the market. That's down just a little bit, and I told you we're probably not going to see us get over 300. Resales, 144 with the average day. Ooh, get ready. Highest we've seen in a really long time, 41 days on the market. So we are definitely seeing the market slowing down like crazy. We know values of pretty much under $300,000, 350 have pretty much gone flat. Uh, or above 350 have pretty much gone flat at this point. Average median price right now is 585 for those uh, to for the resale ones. New construction 113 with an average single family home price of 744. So we're way past the average of $700,000 for a brand new single family home in the county. 744. We're at 744, boys and girls. It just keeps going up for brand. You're gonna pay for brand new. You gotta go catch a marlin. You gotta, you gotta catch. You gotta a, catch a marlin. A blue marlin. You gotta to go get a blue marlin to buy a new home in Frederick <laughs> County, boys and girls. That won't work in D.C., but in Frederick County, you got to have it. All right, 52 uh, homes coming soon. That's uh, above what we thought we would see at this time. We've been averaging like 40, 45, got as low as like 37, and as high as like 70 uh, in the peak or so, 71, but we're at 52, so that's unusual. I don't know if that's panic. Sellers being like, whoa, we're at the top. Bail, get the heck out of here. Pending homes under contract right now, 519. New ones, 215. And 304 resale homes currently under contract. And I got a settlement tomorrow. 
one. That's 650000 in Walkersville, which is under the median average for a nice, brand-new, almost brand-new build home. It's nice. It's on a nice lot on Devon over there and gorgeous. Um, average uh, time on the market for the pending under contracts right now is 17. That will continue to go up. Guarantee it because we've broken the average time on the market now um, above 40 days. So... We'll see that next month. Guarantee that will be at about 21 to 23 days. We'll start seeing that just keep ticking up. Sold in the past 30 days is 329, which is way off. We would normally be at about 700, so we're seeing about 50% less of sales in over a 30-day period. And the average time of those that have just sold in the last 30 days is at 14 days, and that's going to continue to climb quite a bit. Sold to list price ratios have come down. No kidding. Everything's changing. And we're at 108 percent and so we were at like 101.4 so we'll see that i believe get under 100 i'm gonna predict by october we'll be under 100 on that no doubt about it um with things that are all going on and we're gonna talk about it so mortgage update terry what is going on in the crazy world of mortgages and money world well everything that's supposed to be happening is not happening okay, <laughs> okay great way to describe it it's the only thing that it's the only way that i can explain it because What's happening is they raised the rates, okay? And the numbers that we were holding our breath for, the, the CPI, the PPI, those numbers came out and those were fine. Those were exactly where people were predicting. They predicted the quarter point hike by the feds. But what they weren't predicting is this retail sales number that came out. And it was almost double what it was projected to be, okay? And so all of a sudden, you're not supposed to be thinking about that. But all of a sudden, everybody started thinking about that. And they said, wait a minute. How can retail sales be going up at such a large number when things are starting to slow down? You know, And, and why are, is people coming up with the money to still continue to buy in the resale market? So, so our rates have gone up even more. We're, we've crossed over that seven and a quarter threshold, right? We're pushing towards seven and a half percent. What that has done for us is it is, in my opinion, and, and, and talking to competitors as well as people within the offices, our phones have technically slowed down to a snail's pace. Yeah. Okay? The phone is not ringing. So let's let's think about why. Number one reason, vacation. Yeah. Okay? Seasonal. 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 We deal with this. Yeah. But usually in the third week of August, people are starting to go back to school, get the kids ready. So that's when the demand for money goes down. Right? Mm -hmm, right, and I've said it on the show for the last six and a half years. Third week in August, the demand starts to go down. We saw it hit a little earlier, so the demand yeah. has gone down because the rates have gone up. So when the demand for something goes down, the price usually comes down. So in theory, what should be happening is rates should be coming down because the demand is falling off, but they continue to push upwards. In this last tick is basically I feel that I'm hoping that it's short-lived. Rates are right now, today, they're at a 23-year high. I know. Okay? This, I saw this this morning. and Yeah. So we look at mm. the 10-year treasuries, the 10-year bonds, okay? What's going on with the 10-year? The 10-year hit a high yesterday, or hit a high uh, Thursday of 4.31%, and that's the highest it's been since 2007. What do we know happened in 2007, 2008, <laughs> 2009? No one talked about We're it. not going to talk about. We're not going to talk about the most disastrous crash ever in the real estate market. But 
people are saying, are we starting to get to that point? Yeah. And my feeling is no, because the demand, even though it is smaller, it still far outweighs the supply. Mm-hmm. And and you just hit those numbers. I mean, you know, that those are numbers that you that they don't lie, right? No. So we're starting to see or we're still seeing increase in rates. And right now I don't think that this can sustain. I don't think it's sustainable. I think the rates have to start trending downwards as they usually do in the fall. Yeah. Um, so if you are out there, let's not talk about a long-term lock, okay? Uh, I've got customers right now that, that are uh, buying a new house. They settle next February, and they're absolutely panic-stricken. And they say, well, we would like a long-term lock. Hmm. And I said... Okay, I can give you a rate, but it's going to be absolutely ugly <laughs> because we're going to guarantee that the rate will be there in nine months. My recommendation is we just kind of float along yeah, and not do a nine-month lock, but just kind of float along and make sure. And we're looking at an interest rate of around 8% for a long-term lock with like wow. two to three points. Oh, okay. that's the big one. 8% is enough. Wow. So you do, two to three points on yeah. the loan is the what? So, so that's almost criminal. Charging okay. somebody that. like, wow. But you're guaranteeing that the rate will be there in nine months. Yeah. And, and you're basically taking a look and you're saying, okay, we're going to guarantee that this rate will be here, but we're also going to give you a free float down within the next nine months. But what happens is those points don't go away. So if we float you down to seven or right. six and a half yep. or six by next February, right. those three points or two points, whatever the rate is at the time, comes with you. So... If you're thinking long-term locks, I don't think that that's a smart move right now. If you're thinking buy-downs, that's a that's probably a yeah. pretty darn good move. But let's go back. The seller or the builder has to pay the buy-down. So we will start seeing more buy-downs, in my opinion, yes. in the next six months. Um, because that will get people off the seven and a quarter. And just a reminder, buy-down is seven and a quarter, years three through 30, but it goes... Five and a quarter, six and a quarter. First year, five and a quarter. Second year, six and a quarter. Third yep, year, seven and a quarter. And that does cost about two and a half to two. Two point, three, yeah. Two and a half to two and three quarter percent on the yes. seller side, which I've been recommending to sellers. You don't want to just give closing cost help um, unless a buyer for your property absolutely needs to have that more so than the buy down. The buy down is actually the better way to go, no doubt about it. Just pay yep. their buy down. And uh, th- that's going to be probably the best thing a seller could ever do in the market, especially in the next six months, to do right now. If in fact they don't get the multiple offer or an offer situation, you know, like we've been saying, within the first ten or twelve days, as Kenny McLean, our main appraiser, was on here and basically is trying to educate sellers just like I do um, about how to be in the best position possible, so that you do not leave money on the table or lose money because that's going to become a tougher thing for sellers to be able to navigate through with what's all the changes coming up. I can guarantee it. And so this is why my 20 years and doing over 700 of these is really important. Yes. So two things is one, I'm not going to get into great depth because it's, it's, it's slowly evolving, but Mm -hmm. China's struggling right now with their economy. Oh, so China's having some issues. China's trying to, uh, be very quick and aggressive in dealing with it. They are cutting rates in China. Wow. They're cutting rates because the economy has slowed so much that their fears that they're going to hit a major, major recession for them. For them. Mm-hmm. And that could start to spread across the globe. Oh, boy. So, 
So keep an eye on that. I'm not trying to scare anybody or put fear in anybody. I'm just saying keep that in your back of the mind, what I'm talking about. Second thing is is Mary Susan is home with our granddaughter, right. Kayla, and they're actually watching us on Facebook Live. Right. So I'd get in a lot of trouble if I didn't say <laughs> hi to my best friend, Kayla. Hey, hey out there. Everybody watching. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Good stuff. All right, let's get into the news right here. Danielle Hale from our, uh, she's the chief economist and helps us with NAR, National Association of Realtors, and I've met her in person. I actually had her in Frederick. She was working out of D.C. and and uh, Lawrence Young and all them from our National Association of Realtors in D.C. and Chicago as well. And um, key findings, here's what she just came out with. The median list price grew by 0.7% over last year. Median listing prices rose for a second week after price declines throughout much of June and July. Nevertheless, we did not see price growth for the month of July as a whole. No kidding. I've been saying it. We've gone flat, baby. That patient came into the ER and we got the paddles out. We've gone flat for two or three months in prices. And I've been telling sellers this. It's leveled out. I mean, that's not a bad thing. We've plateaued out. Um, you know, because I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. That's really the truth. That that surprised me that it has not happened sooner because the yeah, rates. because of the rates. Because the rates go into seven, seven and a quarter or higher, and so. And we've been looking for that threshold. Where is that dang threshold where we see the train stops and now it's here? So no seven emergency break. This is the cool part, actually, Terry, because of buyer demand. Um, no emergency brakes have been hit, no brake pedals, no bad stuff, no derailments, no crashes on the way. I just posted something on social media yesterday that proves that we are not going to have a barrage of um, non-performing assets, which we would call foreclosures and all those and short sales and such coming up. And so this, uh, she had said that when the median price was at 440, down 0.9% from 443.9 price one year ago, our prediction is that we will not see a new peak of home prices in 2023. So they're predicting from NAR and some of the chief economists that we're going to be like we've plateaued, like as a whole. Now, $300,000 and under in Frederick County. You might see more bidding wars. You may, because of the affordability factor, it's the cheapest thing on the block. I do believe in those price ranges, we may see one, two, three percent by Santa Claus, okay? But as a whole, no, we're flat. And higher price end stuff, we're seeing now $700,000 and above in Frederick County. No, you're going to see your prices probably have to come down to be able to get offers at this point because your days on market is going to go not just from 40 days. You're going to get into the 50s and 60s in no time. I guarantee it. So the prediction is that we're going to see new home prices in 2023 level off and above the June that above June 2022 record of 449 it seems likely to hold new listings as a measure of sellers putting their home up for sale that was down again this week by 14% from a year ago that doesn't sound significant, but it's very significant. We're talking double-digit stuff, boys and girls. For 57 weeks, there have been fewer newer listing homes compared to the same time a year ago. And that gap is starting to shrink as we get into the comparisons against the low new listings in the second half of 2022. This week's data shows a 2.5% point involvement improvement over the last week of the market that's been slowing in a buyer-friendly direction. It's getting more buyer-friendly, of course, reflecting the stabilization of 
with a low enlisting count. In the meanwhile, new construction offers buyers an alternative, and we've still seen that as a hot as a big thing, as if they can't get something in a resale world. Well, we'll go maybe a little bit on the higher side. And the new home sales continue to climb from a year ago lows, which I just showed our numbers. We hit an all-time median average price high of brand new construction at 744. We've been at 730 for a long time, and so that has gone up just a little bit by one or two percent in recent months. Uh, active inventory declining for, for home sales that are lagging behind a year ago leaves us by 9%. This week's marks a seventh consecutive decline in the number of homes active for sale compared to one year prior, and that gap now, that gap is growing. And the and, and I got 52 coming soon on the way, and normally we would be at about 35 or 40 right now with what we've been seeing. So everything's playing out nationally down to the granular local that we pay attention to here for you so that you stay informed. But continued drag from existing homeowners choosing to stay put, which we measure as a new listings is holding back our inventory. We expect a dip of 5% for 2023 overall compared to 2022. Homes spent seven extra days on the market compared to this time last year. There you go. We're seeing that uptick there. So, um, and then the last part of this says few, um, for more than a year, 55 weeks in a row, the time of a typical home has been on the market is up compared to the same time year over year. That's what we've been seeing. But the gap has been generally declining this year. This past week, the gap shrank to the smallest gap in annual time on the market growth since 2022 in November. This gap was just seven days compared to eight days last week, nine this week. And as we lapped the 2022 housing slowdown, this gap is likely to continue to shrink. And by the fall, we could see homes selling faster than one year ago. And, and this, if this happens, it could indicate that the market is finding a new norm where homes sit on the market with fewer days in pre-pandemic. So all in all in all, yeah, like I said, these trends uh, we're keeping an eye on. But the good part is this, Terry, nothing is like going off the tracks, off the rails, going haywire. It's almost like it's, it's like we said, that soft landing. It's almost like with prices of homes, it wasn't like 2008 and nine where we all woke up literally one day and went, holy cow. We were going up 20% a year. Now we're going down 20% a year. What's doing that? That was the crash. That was the explosion. That was the blow up and all that. So those are good um, things. But let me talk about in this terms, Terry, as far as roller coaster. Do you like roller coasters? Used to. <laughs> I, I, I've outgrown them. You've outgrown the roller coasters? <laughs> yeah. Not me, man. Give me one. I'll go on the newest ones. I'll travel to go get on this one. Here it is. There's two kinds. Remember, there's the kind that goes up. And then you see, like, you don't really see what's going to happen. It's just, like, over. And the best chance was to sit in the back seat because you were already coming out of your seat before coming down the roller coaster ride because you got, like, drug over the top. Well, that was the kind that was, like, not a big deal back in the day. The ones that scared me was up at Cedar Point in Sandusky in Ohio when I was little was the one that the wooden one, it would go all the way up, and then it did the half loop. And as you're going up, up to the top, you could see what the heck's going to happen on the other side, and you were like, oh, flip. But they gave you the luxury real estate view of looking at over the whole city and the lake and everything from the highest point for about four or five seconds. So that gave you time to get like really nervous about, uh oh, here it comes. Brace yourself. The reason why I bring that up is because right now we're on the plateau. It seems like now we're on the top of that thing. 
We're mm-hmm. on the very top of the ride, and we're getting enough time to see, like, oh, what could be coming up here? So here's what are the factors on top of the roller coaster ride that we're paying attention to that we're like, oh, gosh, how's this going to end? What's this ride going to feel like? I've never been on this coaster almost. Number one, we've never seen credit card debt over a trillion. That just happened. And that is scary. I talked about it in January that it went up 20% in 2022. Yep. And it has already gone up over 10% in 2023. So the part of the reason that I think that we're that retail sales are up, yeah, is I still want it. I going to put it on my credit card. Yep. And I'm going to get it and I really don't care what the price is because I'm going to pay $8 a month for it. There you go. So so that's the scariest thing and 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 it doesn't surprise me that we as a country are having such a problem with credit card debt because if you look at our national debt, yeah. it's just like a credit card too. <laughs> yeah, it is. So Thank so the mentality God. is, hey, we, we, we've got an unlimited credit line. That's right. If the so, government can do it, I can do it. Very scary. I'll get bailed out. Very scary, people. All right. I'm going to give you Dave Ramsey. Go get the biggest set of scissors and shears you can find and cut them all up, boys and girls. Cut your credit cards up. Student debt. Oh, this is something we haven't encountered for, I don't know, pre-COVID. We're at the top of the roller coaster to learn about the average student debt payment is now going to start kicking in. In October. In October. And the average, I read, is $500 a month you're on. So, I don't know. I think that affects affordability. I think that affects going to movies and restaurants and buying things and saving for a house or a car or whatever. That is getting ready to come up. That's going to be the roller coaster down, boys and girls, starting then. Car repos hit a high this year. That's not good news. Hmm. Lowest savings rate on investing in a long, long time as well. Uh. That's not fun roller coaster ride. And mortgage payments late 30 plus days is the highest we've had in years and years. Um, I don't have an exact number on that, but we're starting to see people starting to become delinquent on mortgage payments. And of course, the thing that happens, um, I'm sure it's because people are just maxed out. And a lot of people, Terry, I imagine you're going to see, they're not going to want to. They're going to be forced, as we've been talking, into refinancing their home at a higher interest rate. They're not going to care what the rate is. Why? I've got $100,000, dollars $300,000 equity in my home. I'll just refinance, kick the can down the road in 30 years, and a higher rate, so what? All I got to do is what? Pay off them credit cards and keep living. That is not a good strategy, guys. This is your home is not an ATM machine. I know a lot of people thought it was back in 2008-9. It's going to be worse now if we think it is. And then finally, number six I put on my page is now interest rates have exceeded seven and a quarter percent, which I've been saying is slows down the home values. We've gone flat. And my question is, Terry, regardless of what point, regardless of all of this stuff, at what point do the rates have to be at to see a massive pushback from buyers? heading to the sidelines and now waiting and now we see buyer demand not just go down a little bit like we've seen because of seasonal or the rates or the money that they have or whatever but i mean like are like they are really heading to the sidelines um my point i think it's eight percent i think if we go above eight percent interest rates i think we're gonna see like 150 players on the sidelines and three people on the field I, I I think if we get to eight percent, yep. What do you predict? Uh, that you're absolutely right. I think if we get to seven and three quarters, we we will definitely start seeing it because 
like seven is in people's mind now, and yep. I've seen a tremendous slowdown now that we're at seven and a quarter, and we're going into the slow part of, you know, the season. So if we get to eight, it will be crickets. Yep, it'll be bad. It, it'll be bad, but but we may start getting bad if we get above seven and a half percent. So I think that sweet spot of where things are really going to halt are between seven and three quarters and eight percent. Yes. But that's a very good point. And here's my prediction for sellers and everybody at seven and three quarter, eight percent. If God hopefully we'll never get there. But if we did, here's the new seller strategy. You're going to need to be a minimum, a minimum of five to seven percent less than what your neighbor just sold three and six months ago. And you're probably going to have to offer either either closing cost help or buyer buy down two, one, three, one buy downs, or you're not going to get an offer on your home or just be like 10% less. It's going to get that. That would be, that's how bad the difference between right now it's seven or seven a quarter versus 8% is going to be. It's totally a different world from six to seven, seven and a quarter to eight is actually going to pretty much be almost catastrophic for your values. Uh, that will do it. That will do it. I promise you. And it will hurt the beach first. It'll yep. hurt the second home market. Yep. And it will hurt the uh, investment because then, you know, how can you have a positive cash flow at 8% or whatever the case? But I'm going to read an email to you. Yep, we got a minute and a half. Go ahead. Okay, Mark Wharton. Everybody knows Mark. Yep. Uh, we've worked together for 24 years. We started the branch in presidential. We do a lot of new construction, and Mark is really in tune with, um, you know, the market and everything. And he was corresponding with a builder, and uh, the builder sent him an email that Mark shared with me, and I want to read it to you. And this is a big builder that does a lot of business. Good morning, Mark. We've been hit by a wave of large addition project requests with owners securing their own home equity lines or loans, or even paying cash. Single-family home inquiries are way down, and we're guessing it's due to the mortgage rates. Okay? So this is coming from somebody that's in the trenches as a builder that sees it every day, and they've seen a huge shift recently. So Yeah. So the last thing we'll say is um, new new construction. I guarantee, I think we're going to, that sounds like we're going to see builders starting to lower their base prices at some given point in the next upcoming months to still have the demand for those. Um, real quick, next week, we're going to talk, Terry, about um, buyer strategy coming up here with all of this to think about. And also, the big thing is the rental market. What about all these rental controls? We want you guys... If you own an investment property or thinking about one or whatever and get your thoughts, is it a good thing to have rent controls? How much government oversight and overreach do we really want to control how much rents go up versus the free market? We want to hear from you. Hey, guys, take care. Have a great weekend. Happy buying and selling from you guys here at your Frederick Real Estate Update. We're always here for you. Take care now. Have a great weekend. Looking to purchase a home or refinance your existing mortgage? If so, Lawyer Signature Settlements is here to assist you with that process. Lawyer Signature Settlements is a local attorney-owned title company with over 100 years of combined experience conveniently located in Frederick, Maryland. We are licensed to conduct closings in the states of Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and West Virginia. With two attorneys on staff here at Lawyer Signature Settlements, we ensure the most thorough review process paired with affordable rates, accommodating scheduling, and outstanding customer service. So next time you need to place your signature on closing documents, call Lawyer Signature Settlements at 301-695-1235 or visit us on the web at www.signaturesettlements.com. We hope to see you at the closing table. Hello, this is Terry Kernan with Presidential Bank Mortgage in downtown Frederick. And the best way to reach me always is on my cell phone at 301 639 
9244-301-639-9244. Or you can always email me at tkernan at presidential.com. And this is Darren Ahern from REMAX Results. You can reach me anytime, 240-344-1713. Again, it's 240-344-1713 or at Ahern at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We will see you each and every Saturday right here on WFMD at 11 o'clock.